with Mo Ibrahim coming back, what does that mean not only to the team, but to that, or not, sorry, not only to the running back room, but that team? You know, I think Mo is, he is, I wouldn't say him and several other players are kind of the heartbeat of our team. And you need to talk about the energy of a football team. He has, he has that. And I think him coming back is going to bring another boost of energy to our football team. Uh, you know, Mo has done a phenomenal job of just simply every single day since he's gotten hurt, it's just changing his best. Mm -hmm. You know, he hasn't put a, a timeline when he wanted to get back. He hadn't put a timeline on his training. Uh, he just said every day, I just want to get a little bit better than I was the day before. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One of a kind opinions, big name guests, the teams you care about every, every, every day. It's the Ron Johnson Show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show, and I'm your host, Ron Johnson. I want to thank those watching us on YouTube for continuing to watch us. Thank you to those that have subscribed on all your iTunes platforms. Make sure you subscribe. We're going to have daily content. But coming up on today's show, we're going to talk Vikings receiver Justin Jefferson. In my opinion, he is one of the top 25, under 25. In my opinion, he's number three. He's top three. But what does that mean from a dollar standpoint? We're going to talk about him and Cooper Cup. Where do they stack up? Is Justin better? Is Cooper better? Is Justin going to be worth $150, $200 million? We'll get into that. Also, we're going to have Kenny Burns on the show later. Gophers coordinator, run game coordinator. He's also up for some awards. But... Kenny is going to talk a little bit about Marion Barber as well, what Marion Barber meant to the University of Minnesota. As we jump into this, I'm going to bring my producer in, Sam Ekstrom. Sam, when you look at, and then of course we got the Daily Three people, but when you look at Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup, that's a lot of money for Cooper Cup. The Vikings have Adam Thielen. They have Justin Jefferson. They have KJ Osborne. They just drafted some guys. They have a, Mar a Smith Marset from last year, BC Johnson. We don't know what he's going to look like after injury. The draft coming up. I mean, you got to look at free agents. You got Odell Beckham, who might get a one year deal somewhere. And then, I mean, is Odell Beckham going to be a Viking? Can you go Odell Beckham and Justin Jefferson? Can you afford that? Is it time to move him, Adam Thielen? Do you not pay Justin Jefferson to make that mistake and let him go somewhere else? We're going to talk about all that in a minute. But first, work from our sponsor Rock Auto. Let me tell you about it. The ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Supply chain shortages all over the place. So why endure standing in line, hoping, crossing your fingers that they're going to have the part you need? It's a cumbersome process. You got to wait behind other people that are going through the same thing. It can be frustrating. Rock Auto saves you time and money. Why choose to spend 30 50 up to 100% more the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. You've got Rock Auto, which is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years with reliably low prices for every customer. They've got brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Explore their website today to find an easy solution. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Put Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Well, as we were talking, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. You got to look at some of the other big contracts. Christian Kirk. I mean, there's some other guys out there that have gotten paid. Uh, both Browns. 
They wanted to go to other teams, trade it, money, situation. You got Hollywood Brown, you got AJ Brown. Uh, the one thing I'm thinking about when I think about these moves, money, trades, whatever happened, Debo Samuel wanting to go somewhere else, not happy 49ers say, yeah, right, you're with us. Um, I looked at the Mike Vrabel video, and I don't know if you've seen that, Sam, uh, but when I thought about this topic of Justin Jefferson, mm -hmm. Cooper Cup, receiver value to a team and how much a player means to not just a team, a coach and organization. If you look at the video of the draft room, when Mike Vrabel hears the news of AJ Brown, we're going to have to trade him. And he's a part of it anyway. Like, but it's still one of those things. Like, even though you're a part of it, the conversation has to be had. The agents reaching out, you're calling other teams to see who can get the deal done. Um, I don't know if Mike Vrabel was just like, oh, I can't believe we really did that. Or if oh, I wish we could have got more or like, you know, I don't know, or I didn't like the deal. Whatever it was, Mike Vrabel wasn't happy. And, and I preface it this way. If you pay A.J. Brown what he wants, you have to sacrifice somewhere else. When you look at a team where Derrick Henry is the focal point, you don't really feel like as a GM, as a brand builder, that A.J. Brown is worth the money that he wants. Vice versa, the Minnesota Vikings, they are a run-first team that we know. We don't know what we don't know. We don't know what tomorrow's offense is going to look like. We don't know what Kevin O'Connell is going to do. And that's why I go there. If Kevin O'Connell is going to give you Rams type of production and Rams type of passing, the, the, the name that's going to leave is Dalvin Cook. Because now you, even though he's dynamic, you, you can't afford to pay a guy you're not giving the ball to 30 to 35 times a game. Like, it just doesn't work that way. You can have Alexander Madison get it 15 to 20 times. You can have another draft pick. I and mean, we know they've gotten guys. You can go out and get a veteran presence. Uh, when you look at what the Cardinals did with their running backs and going to get some veterans just to be back there because it's going to be Kyler Murray's runaround throw show and RPO. So when you think about that, if it's Dalvin Cook or, 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 or Justin Jefferson, I got to go with Justin Jefferson in this offensive system. So my answer to that question is if I pay, would I want to pay Justin Jefferson? Yes. Would I want to let him walk? No. How much would I pay him? Well, Cooper Cup is going to get right around $25 million a year, guaranteed. Guaranteed. I got a chance to hear Herm Edwards speak today. And uh, we chatted a little bit after as well. Um, and I love his Denzel Washington came out and hit when he he brought up brand and how important it is. And he was like, you know, the NFL is a brand that no matter what you do, like you can do this, you can do that, like Pepsi, like Coke, like I guarantee that this is the product you're going to get. That's what you're getting with Justin Jefferson. I can guarantee the product that you're going to get with Justin Jefferson. I don't know what you're going to get with Dalvin Cook in this offense because it's not volume. It's not, let's get this guy lathered up and then keep giving the ball. Now, yes, if he's hot, you give the hot hand the ball, but they're going to start off throwing the ball. This is going to be the Kirk Cousins show. This is going to be the Justin Jefferson show. Like, that's what this office is going to be about, I think. We don't know. Again, this is just speculation. So my answer is you have to give Justin Jefferson at least 26, 27. Now, Cooper Cup's deal might have been a little team friendly. If you look at the years, the amount of money, what he probably could have gotten guaranteed the, you know, for a longer amount. Cooper Cup said, he's like, look, I'm not trying to tear the team down. I don't want to, you know, make this an awkward situation. Um, kind of like TJ Watt walking into the Steelers deal without his agent saying, man, yep, I'll take that deal. Let's go. I'm ready to play football. His agent wasn't happy because he's like, dude, I could have got you more. I don't need more. I'm good with that. It's guaranteed. Let's go play football. 
And I think and I hope that's where Justin Jefferson is going to be and the kind of guy he's going to be where whatever they offer him, if it's 20 plus million, he's like, I'm in. I want to be a part of this because 100 million, 75 million guarantee. That's still a lot of money. You know, you could really hurt an organization by trying to get the best and the most out of it, which I think Aaron Rodgers, 350 million, whatever it just was. I don't think that was a good deal. I don't know if it was 350. It was like it was a lot, though. But I just don't I don't know if that's a great deal at his age. But that's just me. I don't know. What do you think, Sam? I would be surprised personally if there's anything team friendly about this Jefferson deal. I just think that he is a market setting talent. Let me let me read off some of these uh, current contracts. Top annual value in the league right now is Tyreek Hill, thirty million per year. Devontae Adams, twenty eight. DeAndre Hopkins, twenty seven point two. Cooper Cup, twenty six point one. And then you've got AJ Brown. And AJ Brown is the key here, Ron, because he mm -hmm. is the only one of those five who is signing that deal at under age 25. The others signed it at 28, 29. Those were third mm, contracts. True. AJ yeah. Brown is signing his contract at about the age that Justin Jefferson will be. Justin Jefferson turns 23 next week. Next year, when he might be lobbying for this contract, he'll be about 24 years old. So AJ Brown gets 25 million per year. Now let's look at AJ Brown's stats. AJ Brown gets 1,000 yards his first year, 1,000 yards his second year, 869 yards last year. Those are good stats, and he's a good player, but he's had injuries, hasn't quite unlocked you know, what, what I think his potential is. And that's a run-first team in Tennessee, too. Justin Jefferson's first two years, 1,400 yards, 1,600 yards. He's much more productive than A.J. Brown. He's much healthier than A.J. Brown. And A.J. Mm -hmm. Brown signed $25 billion a year. Justin Jefferson is going to, I think, Past Tyreek Hill's number, which is thirty wow. million, I think Jefferson sets the market. That's my take on it. If he has another year, even close to what he's had the previous two, and, and you know, and I can see that. I, I just, <clears throat> I just hope it's the word I'm going to go with. I hope, <laughs> and I'm going to not only hope, I'm going to be around Justin Jefferson for the next two years. So I'm going to actually throw that bug into his ear during training camp, maybe like when I'm talking to him, like, "Yo, young fella." You, you're worth 30 for sure. I give you 30. I give you 32 a year. But is that going to get you an offensive tackle when you need one? Or is that going to get you that offensive guard that you really need? Or that center that might help you? Or that other receiver when Adam Thielen retires maybe in two years? There's a lot, of, there's a lot to that. When you take that amount of money, when you look at Devontae Adams, why he left, there was no money left because of Aaron Rodgers. And so that's kind of the key to this. Like you have to be, and we don't know what the salary cap's going to look like. Like we can only speculate with these new TV contracts and what the owners might come up with. Um, but that's, that's the thing, you know, that's the key to this thing is can he sit back and say 32 or 28 now, 4 million is a lot, 27, 5 million is a lot. But is it really worth not ever getting back to a playoff game or Super Bowl? Um, and that's an answer only a, a player can honestly answer to himself. Some players literally don't care. They're like, man, I'm worried about my family. I, I need my 120 million. Hey, if I don't make the playoffs, I'll make the playoffs. I'm getting paid. And some guys are competitors. We're like, look, like Cooper Cup, look, I want to I want to run it back. A uh, Aaron Donald's coming back. Like, I want to be able to get pieces to this puzzle so we can go back and we can win another Super Bowl. That's why Aaron Donald's coming back. Now, coming back for a lot of freaking money. I love what Herm Edwards said today to me. He was like, man, I was born 30 years too soon. I'm like, I'm with you. Like, I, I feel that like this is 
this is this is a time right now where it's like man like and just the knowledge you get from social media the things these players can do the nutrition that's like at their fingertips we used to have to hire somebody to do this for you now boom there's websites that tell you what to eat the macros the micros and all this stuff there's built bar built bar wasn't a thing i could just find on the internet and get one but hey that's today it's not tomorrow it's not next year we'll find out justin jefferson next year but coming up we got gophers running backs coach run game coordinator kenny burns good friend of mine love him he has some good stuff to say about row the boat you're not going to want to miss because he's going to explain it but in his way because everybody wants to know like what is this roll the boat really about my how my why Kenny Burns is going to explain it to you next up on the Ron Johnson show. But first, we're going to have another word from our sponsors. Bet online continues to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Just checked out the odds for game four of the NBA finals. The Celtics are favored by four, trying to go up 3-1 in that series. I think I like Golden State to bounce back, honestly, at plus four. Find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, MLB scores, fights, and NFL futures for next season. They've also got live betting. They've got esports. They've got everything at Bet Online. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device as well. Learn about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. You know, as I bring my my next guest up, Kenny Burns, running backs coach for the Gophers. Nothing heavier and go for football history than running backs. But go for football, Big Ten football. Uh, you run the ball to win games. You run the ball to sustain and keep the ball on your side, you know, and don't give it back to the defense too quick. Well, this is the guy that gets it done, Kenny Burns. Thank you for joining the Ron Johnson Show. Um, Kenny, I want to yeah. just jump out there, man. Like, yeah. when, when you look at the gopher history uh, from Glenn Mason to Kill, you know, all these other coaches, and now – you bring in PJ Fleck and and people really didn't understand roll the boat. But now uh, after a few years, you can tell that the, the, the negativity has calmed down because people really understand, okay, you know what? It's just a way of life. What does roll the boat, roll the boat mean to you? You know what? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, in row the boat, I, I've been with coach now for, for several years and uh, you know, it's a, it's a never give up lifestyle and I love it. And it's one reason why I continue to work for coach, uh, because I think there's so much positivity that's built inside of it. But not only that, I've been able to see our young men kind of grow through the row the boat culture. And I think that's one of the coolest things that's out there because it gives them this idea that, you know, things are going to happen in my life, good, bad, or good and hard. And whatever you do, just keep your oar in the water and keep rowing, you know, and the, the, the main values of it is when you're rowing a boat, you can't see really the future. You know, all you can do is learn from your past and, and row in the present. And I, I think the idea of it is just phenomenal. And, uh, you know, if I've got kids, you know, I want my kids to think that way, you know, that, that there's nothing out there that they can't get through. Uh, you know, when you think of the core values of it, there's three parts to it, right? There's the, the, the or that's the energy that you bring into your life. But we all want to have positive energy and, and constantly be positive and affect people in the right way. And then there's the boat, which is the sacrifice and, you know, serving and giving to others, you know, makes your boat bigger and, and, and more able to hold more people. And then the last part is the compass, you know, surrounding yourself with elite people. And we all know that uh, people are the, the what makes things go, you know, having the right people. So for me, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great never give up lifestyle. And it's one that I'm going to carry with me for the rest of my life. 
And, you know, I'm just really, you know, blessed to be a part of it and be a part of what Coach Flecker's doing here. And I was a part of a team. Uh, I'm old now. I forget the year. 2000, I think. <laughs> We had a chance to beat Ohio State at Ohio State. Hadn't done it in 49 years. Uh, the Gophers were on the precipice. They were right there. You guys are right there. Had had Ohio State on the ropes, and then Mo Ibram goes down uh, with an Achilles injury. Um, a lot of people thought he would leave. And then you see the Michael Jordan, I'm back. <laughs> with, with, with Mo Ibram coming back, what does that mean not only to the team, but to that – or not sorry, not only to the running back room, but that team? You know, I think Mo is uh, – he is – I wouldn't say him and several other players are kind of the heartbeat of our team. And you talk about the energy of a football team. He has, he has that. And I think him coming back is going to bring another boost of energy to our football team. Uh, you know, Mo has done a phenomenal job of just simply every single day since he's gotten hurt, it's just changing his best. Mm -hmm. You know, he hasn't put a, a timeline when he wanted to get back. He hadn't put a timeline on his training. Uh, he just said every day, I just want to get a little bit better than I was the day before. And, you know, that's something that coach Fleck always preaches and Mo was kind of took it and ran with it. And now you're starting to see him come back to, to Mo form. And that's a credit, honestly, to our to our trainers. Uh, mm -hmm. Sip and Joe, I think they did a phenomenal job giving him kind of a game plan uh, to get him back. And he's kind of taken and ran with it. The one cool thing I'll say about Mo is, is last year, a lot of guys could, when they when they get hurt, they could go and soak a little bit. Uh, I think you saw Mo become a heck of a leader, you know, and, and he helped those young guys get ready to play. Uh, he took his role and kind of transformed it and took the lens from a coaching standpoint. You know, and I think that's going to help him in the future when he, when he comes back and he's playing next year. And, and when you look at his growth, you know, you, you there's a guy that played behind a lot of good running backs, yeah. and he waited his time where a lot of players don't have that. They they want to hit yeah. the transfer portal because they're like, look, I can. And he could have, he could have hit, he could have been a yeah. star somewhere else. True. Um, but he he stuck it out, and he it's paying off for him. Uh, how have you seen him grow? You know, I think that uh, I think he, he would tell you that some of the biggest credit that he gives is to Rodney Smith and, and, and Shannon Brooks. I think when he was a young back, those guys kind of took him under his wings and, and and showed him kind of the way. And I think Mo understood that, you know, there's a lot of good things going on here that are bigger than football. And uh, it's something I want to be a part of and something I can help change over over my time here. And I think that's what makes Mo Mo. You know, Mo has never made it about himself. It's always been about other people, about his team, uh, about his teammates, and, and doing it for them. You know, so when those opportunities might have presented themselves for him to go somewhere else, I think Mo looked at his team and said, I'm part of this team, you know, and I'm part of this brotherhood that's here, and, and I'm part of this rollable culture, and I just want to give to that. And I think that's what makes Mo very, very special. And I think it's going to help him throughout his whole life, you know, being a, being a team player and being able to lead people. And uh, Coach Fleck always makes a comment that if, if most, you know, if I'm buying stock, I'm buying stock, whatever he's 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 in, you know. <laughs> and I'm kind of the same way. After Coach Fleck, I'm right there too buying stock in him because whatever this young man does, he's going to be successful in it. Uh, and it's because of his core values and what he believes in and the people that he surrounds himself with. Yeah, when I look at interviews and I look at just life, you know, I feel like, you know, having you on the show, uh, Yuki Dozier, uh, it's kind of a God moment for me. And the reason I say that is because I didn't plan to have Yuki Dozier on to talk about Marion Barber. Yuki was already scheduled. And then Marion Barber, uh, we found out he passed away. And so we just went with it, went with the energy, you know, kept the stories going. Um, same with you, you know, like I, I've talked to Rovenak before about having Fleck on and, and having you on. And then it's crazy that it's a running back. You know, like it, yeah. it could have been any other player that something had happened to, but it, it's a running back and it's unfortunate. Uh, he's a guy I play with, a friend of mine, love him, sure. uh, love his family. Uh, you guys had Thomas Barber there as well, who's getting married on Marion's birthday uh, yeah. coming up June 10th. 
So when you think about Marion Barber, I mean, his pictures on the wall, his names in the books. I mean, you, you got Daryl Thompson, Lawrence Maroney, Thomas Hamner, Marion Barber, and then Chris Darkins. I mean, and then again, Marion Barber again. So you got the names of names, you know, right. on that wall for running backs. Mo Ibrahim, you know, he's going to creep up there. And, you know, Roddy Smith, we, we've seen all the stuff these guys have done. But when you think about Marion Barber passing in your meeting room of running backs and you cultivating these young running backs, you know, what does Marion Barber mean to the Gopher football program? You know, I think the Barber the Barber name is, is one that is – I mean, it's one of the biggest names in the Gopher football program. And, you know, when I look at Marion, I, I always go back. I, we played kind of around the same time when I was at Indiana. And I never forget how we were playing. And I think it was 2003. It was him and Maroney. And they were coming to Bloomington. And the other running backs were in the running back room. We were like, the show's coming to town, guys. So just sit back and watch these two guys play. And uh, then being here and being a part of kind of the tradition of running backs here, it, obviously he had a big, t big part of it. He's one of the top five leading rushers of all time. I think he's second in total touchdowns, like 35 mm -hmm. or something like that. And uh, his his imprint, I think the backs that come in here, he's one of the guys that they look up to. You know, he's a guy that I use all the time. And not only him, but Maroney too, just two guys that kind of sacrifice for each other, you know, and for their team to be the, to, to have success and be the best team they could possibly be. And uh, he's a guy that I wasn't able to meet uh, ever, but uh, he's a guy that I constantly talk about his career here and what he did and how he did it. Uh, because he ran hard, uh, you know, as you know, you play with them and, and every everyone you talked to uh, said he was just a phenomenal person, you know, and I think that we talked with we, we in the running back room, we talked about a little bit after his passing uh, about just taking advantage of the opportunity that we have here. And, you know, these are some you never know what's going to happen in the future, but living in the moment, guys, and enjoying each other and, and the opportunity that you have to be a running back here under, like, like you said, some of the names, uh, Cobb and Maroney and and uh, Barber and uh, Dawkins. I mean, those are some great, great tailbacks. So for me, I'm just trying to keep the tradition going <laughs> of great tailbacks. And, and we're going to make his memory. Uh, we're going to make it everlasting by keep getting better backs in here and guys that can look to what, what he kind of created, that, that legacy. Yeah, and the way you guys recruit running backs, man, it, it's been phenomenal. And you hit the nail on the head. Like, Marion has 35, his dad is 34. So that that alone, like, I know as a, as a son, you always want to surpass your dad, and he was <laughs> able to do it by one. Uh, you look at Daryl Thompson, who's way out there with 40 touchdowns. But yeah, I'll never forget Marion. I think it's like Michigan State. Uh, but he ran over a guy. I was blocking, so my back was to the play. But it was the loudest collision I had ever wow. heard. And I look back, and Marion is standing straight up. DB or linebackers on the ground and I look over and he's just smiling at me like yeah I did that you know and that was kind of his like coming out day as a freshman because we didn't know what we got in Marion Barber we had Tellus Redmond and then all true. of a sudden we're like man this is going to be a dual back system with Tellus and Marion and Marion as a true freshman out of Wyzetta slowly started taking taking you know plays from Tellus but I'll never forget that like I remember that the hit and him running the guy over and just just smiling at me like yeah. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. And, and, and like, after that, like you said, Lawrence came to town and Marion never, like the moment was never like, it's all about me. He was always yeah. a team guy. He was willing to, to share. I mean, Marion could have had 2000 yards a season. Yeah. Um, and same as, as Lawrence, you know, they both could have been 2000 yard backs, but they were willing to say, you know what, let's just go do something. Nobody's ever done before. We'll both get 1100 yards, 1400 yards here and there. Um, but last question, man, like, you know, thinking about Marion and, and the stuff like running backs, I, I don't know if you can hoop. Running backs to me 
are some of the worst hoopers I've ever seen. Come on, man. No. <laughs> yeah, Running backs and DBs. Like, DBs uh, synonymously are the worst. Like, they are way too aggressive. They think they're playing press man, playing basketball. It's just it's bad. Receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends. Like, that's usually your hoopers. Uh, some offensive linemen here. But I, I know when we play, we would always have shoot-arounds. I've seen Flett, you know, playing, you know, some shoot-horse stuff with Tyler and Rashad was a great hooper. If your coaching staff had to go five <laughs> versus five right now, oh, you know, wow. I know I know Brevin Van Spore can hoop, uh, Brevin Span Four can hoop, Chris Altman Bell can hoop, but if you guys were to go five on five, I know PJ can hoop. <laughs> what are your chances of like okay. actually staying with those guys? Okay, let me tell you. First and foremost, I, I, I had Division One basketball offers too. Okay, so okay, I can, hoop, <laughs> I can hoop a little bit, my man. Okay, I can hoop a little bit. <laughs> But I'm definitely taking the coaches. So here's my five, okay? If you okay. got to think about this now. P.J. Flag, point guard. All right? Yep. I don't know if you know about Coach Simon, but Coach Simon is yep. like the ultimate athlete. He's a receiver, yeah. He can shoot it up there. I'm playing the small. Okay. you got Coach Harbaugh, our tight ends coach. He can hoop. Okay. You know, I put him at the little par for it. And then, you know, I can't leave my man Callahan out. Okay. Kid. And if you ask Coach Callahan, he'll tell you, man, he, you know, he had offers to play. In seventh grade, he was getting offers to different high schools before his knees, you know, got a little bad. So <laughs> <laughs> those are my five, man. And then, I, you know, I got some support staff guys coming off the bench. I don't know if John Shakel can play a little hoops and Marcus Henderson, too. So Okay. Okay. Like I'm chances, have... We're going to, I tell you this much, I, I know Coach Fleck team, and we're going to out how I'm going to make sure, I mean, we're going to, they're going to have to, tear us off the court to, to play, you know. But, yeah, that's funny because the running backs always joke with me because when they come over my house, they'll see some of the basketball stuff that I did in high school, and they'll they say you can't hoop, and they always want to challenge me. So every one of these days, man, I got to get myself in shape. But, no, I got the coaches all the way. I might I might have to get Children's Hospital into this, man. We might have to get this a, a charity coaches versus players game. I'll be the announcer. Like, we, I might have to reach out to Children's Hospital about that one. Like, keep it no, – no, no contact, no following. We don't need guys getting hurt. But, you know, good – Good clean basketball, some get some shots up over at the Gopher facility. Uh, but last one, you know, you I'm like any coach, man. You know, you got 16 110s. Hey, you got two more. Get on the line. So I got one more for you because you threw something out there that I wanted to ask you about. You know, you guys have a lot of slogans, but but explain the how. Yeah, you know, the how for us is real simple. It's how you do things, and we want to do things with the unconquerable will. You know, we always talk about having this neck time mentality. And a necktie is always attacking. He's never full, you know. So no matter how much success we have, no matter how much uh, we're failing and learning, uh, we want to just keep attacking what we're doing and, and never and never ever give up, you know, and attack it like a necktie. And then we talk about this unconquerable will, which how you're doing things. You want to have an unconquerable will when you go about it. And that's kind of been our our thing, man. It, it makes us different, and I, I truly believe that. And I didn't know anything about the how until I got with Coach Fleck. And the more and more I'm in it, the more and more I understand that it's what makes us different. How our kids do things is just different. And it's not just athletically, it's academically, it's socially, you know, and even spiritually, you know, whatever you're doing, just putting all yourself into it and giving everything you got. And uh, that, that's that's our whole thing here. So in a slow terms, it's a necktie mentality, man, and having an unconquerable will, you know, and, and the people. So, yeah. yeah. And I lied. I lied. It's one more. It's one more. So here we go. <laughs> like you were nominated as one of the top uh, minority coaches, but I think just top coach, period. Like, I, I, I'm sick of those, like, labels. But, you know, you are you are nominated as one of the top coaches in, in college football 
Uh, when you think about that and, you know, of course, now your name gets put on a list, you know, other, you know, ADs, all those people scour these type of lists to see who's the next hot, who's the Eric B enemy, who's the next John Harbaugh, you know, who's the next guy, who's the next Kevin O'Connell with the Vikings. Um, you know, now that you're going to start to get out there, your name's out there, you know, being a head coach, you know, what is your thought process or what have you taken from PJ and other coaches to say, you know what, I can do it. And this is how my, you know, this is what I want it to look like. You know, for me, uh, me, me and my wife live by something that's that's really true to us. It, it is kind of be, be where your feet are, you know. And I, and I say that, you know, with what you know respect to you. But we we live here. We 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 love being here. We yeah. love working for Coach Fleck. Uh, we we love what we're doing here in Minnesota. We believe in what we're doing here in Minnesota. And, and for me, it's just keeping the learning every single day. And mm -hmm. so when that opportunity does come, you know, I, I'm prepared for it. Yeah. And uh, I do believe that, you know, if it's in God's will, it'll happen one day. And, and hopefully that when it does happen, that I've taken a lot of things from here and other places I've been and, and just made myself a better coach so I can I can take advantage of that opportunity. But it's definitely something that I think every coach has a little bit of a, a want to in, in mm -hmm. their career. And if I'm blessed to do it, obviously, I'm going to take a lot of things I've learned here and implement, implement them in, in, in that game plan for sure. But for me, man, I really enjoy our staff. Uh, yep. I think Coach Fleck has put a great staff together. Uh, some of my best friends and, and Brian Callahan, Paul Haynes, Matt, all those guys, you know. So I'm enjoying getting better from them as well as yeah. a football coach. And I think we do a great job of bouncing ideas off each other and just growing every single day. It's always an honor to be on a list like that with, with some uh, superior coaches. But for me, it, it still comes back to being where your feet are, enjoying your players, and obviously you wouldn't be on any list without them, and uh, and, and really just make them the best they can possibly be every single day. So, and you know what, last one, I'm gonna give you some brownie points. Like I, I saw your wife with the new baby, a caribou. You know, I, I end up buying her a coffee, not realizing that was even your wife. Like it, it, <laughs> I, I just saw a baby crying on the ground. I'm like, you know what, let me buy this lady a coffee. Uh, how is that? You know, being a dad. Because coaching and being a dad, you know, you know, family. I know I've learned from Tony Dungy, family first. Yeah. How has that been? It's been awesome, and like you know, you go back to 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 where you're at, right? And I, I work for a man who who values family, and and that's something that I'm always looking for. And I know our coaches appreciate uh, with Coach Fleck is is he values family, so he's allowed me to be a dad and, and not just be a, a football coach. And I always use a, the line that football is what I do; it's not who I am. Yep. Uh, it's it's what I do for work, and I enjoy it. I love it, you know. But at the end of the day, I, I'm a father first, uh, husband first, and, and I really, a, in my own way, I'm a I'm a follower of Christ, you know. Yeah. So. No, that's that's who I am, and uh, I, I love it. And like, it's it's why I stay here, and why I know a lot of our coaches stay here is because Coach Fleck allows us to be the best man we could possibly be, and that's part of the road to boat culture. And uh, and I, I love it, man. So that that's cool to me. I never, I just have my son; he's just turned one, and uh, yeah. he's a fireball, <laughs> and I, I'm enjoying every minute of it. So. Yeah, man. Well, I'm joy you being here. I'm glad you're here. Uh, that'll do it for Kenny Burns on the Ron Johnson Show. Up next, we got the Daily Three. That's three questions, three minutes. Stay tuned for that. Awesome, man. Appreciate you having me, man. Just sticking around for the Ron Johnson Show. We up next, we have the Daily Three. And for those that don't know, I wore number three in college. Like for those that are new to the Ron Johnson podcast, I wore number three in college. Three is one of my favorite numbers because of Keyshawn Johnson. So me and Sam came up with a game called the Daily Three. Why? Because I'm Ron Johnson Three. But first, a word from our sponsors. Thanks, Ron. Uh, Built Bar is flat out delicious. That's the only way I know how to put it. I love Built Granola Bars as well. Chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, white chocolate berry. You want to try all three? Get one of those mixed boxes at Built.com right now. Don't hesitate. 
They're so different than the bars and puffs. They are loaded with granola. They are low in sugar. They've got protein in them. They're delicious. They're good for you, giving you that boost that you need. And they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Go to Built.com to get Built Granola Bars right now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, Sam can take it away with the Daily Three. You got it, Ron. Vikings wrapped up OTAs and minicamp yesterday. Now they will go their separate ways for the next six, seven weeks. Um, they might be going to Playa del Carmen, going to Puerto Vallarta on their various vacations during the summer. I got to ask you, Ron, how how did you spend your time off in the summer when you were in the NFL? And how do you think these guys should be spending their time? Uh, well, for me, I was dating my wife at the time. She's my girlfriend. <clears throat> so we were dating, So, but we didn't live in the same state. So I honestly, every time I had off time, she either was coming out to see me or I was coming to see her. Um, she was still in school running track at the University of Minnesota and trying to go to the Olympics. Um, so I would come back to Minnesota. I would work out at the University of Minnesota in the weight room. I would try to find guys to throw with, guys to work out with. I remember like some of the Gophers quarterbacks, Benji Camerith, and some of those young guys, I would hit them up like, oh, I need, I need, I need help. Like I need somebody to throw with. Um, and then weight room, I would just go um, and do it. There were some trainers I actually went and saw every once in a while, but I, I definitely, this is where I, I look back and I'm, you know, I, I, I look at rowing the boat. <clears throat> My back is to the target and I just have to row as Kenny Burns bought up. But I can see my past. Now, am I going to let my past tear me down and just be a thorn? No. I see it and I know what I need to do going forward. And so I look at the things I did not do, which is get around other you know, like-minded guys that play my position and work out together, where it's like Larry Fitzgerald did this with Chris Carter, Randy Moss. He would get uh, Brandon Marshall came to town. Uh, I mean, the, the, the who's who of who's who that know, you know, Jerry Rice was here that know Larry Fitzgerald would come to Minnesota for about a week and work out. And I never seeked out that kind of stuff. I never reached out to guys like in Alabama or Florida or wherever that I knew that we got drafted together um, and, and worked out together. Like I just, I, I, one, I was cheap. So I was like, I'm not paying for a flight and I got to play for a hotel. And I, like, I'm like, where can I go for cheap? Well, I can go to Detroit because I'm from there. I can go stay home. I can go to Minnesota because my girlfriend lives there. So I don't have to pay to live there. Uh, I can stay in Baltimore and just work out with guys around there. And that's what I did. Like I never really took advantage of some of the other things guys do now. And maybe we only see it because of social media. I know Chris Carter, um, he had been doing that with Randy Moss. I just never took advantage of going down to like the Chris Carter workout deal. Now again, it costs money. It wasn't free. Like you got to go down there. You're going to pay Chris's trainer. You're going to, you know, pay to, you know, stay down there, but that's, that's what hall of famers and great ones do. I just, I, I did not see it that way. Um, I did not treat it as my job. And I think that's where I'm going to say. So for what I think the Vikings players should do, treat it as a job. Like it's a job. So what do you got to do to get better? This is not off time. This is preparing for job time. Um, I'm, I'm with a company called Game One. And one of their models for evolution is on your zero days. So zero dollar days, meaning you're not making any money. And this is what this is for the football players, zero dollar days. So we're going to we're going to start calling the offseason that for football players, zero dollar days. And on those zero dollar days, you need to catch up with work, whatever it is. And that's what game one says. So I think that's what players do. You ca- These are the days you catch up. You're not getting paid. So when you're catching up, don't do anything that can be detrimental to actually getting paid. 
Don't do anything crazy. Don't go parasailing. Don't go jumping out of a plane. Don't go try to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. You know, it's okay to take a little vacation, go to the beach, go somewhere. But this is, you're getting ready for training camp. It's a difference to do something in February versus doing something in June, July. February, yeah, go to Disney, uh, go, go wherever. June, July, you can go to Disney, but you need to plan out every morning to work out. They need to know if your kids are, you're just taking them on a summer vacation. Kids need to, dad's got to work out. Like I watch Adam Thielen go down to Florida. He has a house in Orlando now. And I see every morning his wife posting something where he's out working out. His ETS guys come down there and they help him out. Um, but that's what I think it needs to look like. These young guys need to get with these veterans like Thielen and Jefferson who go out and do these things. And that's what it should look like. It's so cool to have a Justin Jefferson on the team because he's one of those gravitational forces that you just want to be around. Like yeah. KJ Osborne worked out with Jefferson last year. Jefferson's working out with Jarvis Landry and Stefan Diggs. I mean, big timers. KJ Osborne sees how it's done. And KJ Osborne has a great year. Like that's the kind of player that you want to use as a resource because they are luring these stars in their orbit. And then you get to see as a young player how things are done professionally. So I think that's a really good option for Vikings players to use. And that's uh, a hats off to the receiver factory, though. The receiver yeah. factory puts that together. Former receiver Brandon Williams out of Wisconsin. That's that's his deal. He's he's the guy that a lot of guys gravitate to, and they all know they're going to get great guys coming together. So, yeah, I wish we had stuff like that when I played. But it was, I mean, we did. It was Chris Carter. Chris Carter had one where any moss. And I, took, I didn't take advantage. So I probably wouldn't have took advantage of the receiver factory. But I don't know. If I had Instagram, I probably would because then it looks cool and I could see all the guys doing the stuff. So maybe that's the difference now. Uh, there's a couple quarterbacks floating out there. We don't know their future. Jimmy Garoppolo is one in San Francisco, and Baker Mayfield is the other. Baker Mayfield was excused from minicamp in Cleveland um, as they continue to feud about his status. He's requested a trade. The Browns kind of betrayed him a little bit when they signed Deshaun Watson. But with Watson's suspension looming, Ron, what are the chances that Baker Mayfield ends up playing for the Browns this year if Watson is out? Uh, it's a high chance that he plays if Deshaun Watson is out, but this is the really? biggest problem. Yeah, because this is a business. Look, you can like again, love st I got some great stuff from her Metwer today. Uh, another one of the things he said, he said you have to make calculated decisions, not emotional decisions. Um, because he talked about like starting uh um uh Chad Pennington. He said when he benched Vinny Testaverde and he started Chad Pennington. He said he did it at 90,000 feet. He was on the airplane, told his office coordinator to come to the back of the plane. He talked to him. Hey, I'm, I'm starting Chad Pennington next week. They were two and five. He's like, we got to do something. Told Chad Pennington, you're going to be starting quarterback. Chad Pennington's like, what, wait, what? What happened? Jets end up winning the division, beating Patriots, blah, blah. You know, never went back to the playoffs since 2002. I didn't know that, but her pointed that out. So for all the Vikings fans out there, it could be worse. Um, um, or sorry, never went in the division again. Sorry, I think that's what he said. I'm, I don't know if it was playoff or division. We'd have to research that one. But 2002, he said that was the last time uh, they either won a division or went to the playoffs. And so, but I, I might be wrong on one of the two. It might be just winning the division, but they went to the playoffs. Can't remember. But when you look at that, it's a calculated decision. You cannot be emotional. Baker Mayfield gets emotional and lets his emotions get into this. It's a business. They just went out and got the quarterback they thought was better for the team. It's not about emotion. Like, you have to sit there and just deal with it. Like, figure it out. Um, now, could the Browns say, hey, if, if Deshaun Watson's out, 
I don't see them making a long-term move and going to get like a Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy Garoppolo, one, they don't know how his shoulder's going to be after surgery or, or arm or whatever he's had surgery on because he's not throwing, so they put him on, on ice. Also, for the Browns, though, dismissing him is just making sure he doesn't get hurt and doesn't lower his trade value. That's the other part of that. They dismissed him because they're like, look, if you get hurt on us, we're liable for you. If you get hurt on your own, you are liable for you. And that's what the Browns wanted to make sure they made note of. Um, but yeah, don't make it an emotion decision. Like I could see him playing for them if, if Sean Watson sit up because then you just have one more year of him and then you can move him the next year. So yeah. And if you're Baker Mayfield, you should be jumping at the chance to up your value again because he had right. a pretty bad 2021. I mean, if he wants to get back to his previous value of 2020, um, you want to play. You want to show that if you're going to be a free agent, all right, come pay 30 million for me. Come pay 25 right. million for me. He, he wants to set himself up. And 17 touchdowns, 13 picks last year isn't really going to make him a hot commodity on the market. Right. And NBA Finals, Ron Celtics take a two games to one lead, yeah. favored yep. by four, yep. bet online in game four. Uh, what are your latest thoughts now on the NBA Finals? Yeah, I got to apologize to the Boston Celtics. Like, I, I thought that, you know, this was just going to run, the, the Warriors are going to run away with this. I said it before they even got to this. I thought, you know, I, I did say this would be a more competitive game over the Heat. Um, but I know the Warriors wanted the Heat. I think that's why Draymond Green made that comment to kind of light a fire into the Heat, no pun intended. Um, but I I definitely see now it's going to be hard. If 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 the Celtics do this again at home cuz they were bad at home and they last night they 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 almost let it go. It almost like, "Oh, wait, here come the Warriors." Nah, never mind. We're good. Um so can the Warriors overcome that emotion cuz when you have to come back, you waste a lot of energy. You put a lot of emotion into it, but you don't have the emotion to feed off of from the crowd. The Celtics did. And so they're going to get one more chance. And if the Celtics can knock them down another peg and go down 3-1, I mean, that happened to the Warriors where they lost up 3-1 to the to the Cavs. Like, I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think they're gonna, I don't think they're gonna upset the Celtics after being down 3-1. I think it goes to the Celtics and my new MVP is I don't know. Like, there's so many people in the Celtics that could get it with, you know, Brown playing ridiculous, uh, Tatum finding his way, uh, Al Horford being that glue, um, and just doing the little things. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't see like it, it's hard to. I mean, unless Steph can come out and be Superman and put on a cape, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't see him winning it. Like that's that's the that's the scary thing about the NBA and how it plays itself out. Yeah, Game Four might decide the series. And Steph, in the last like minute of that game last night, kind of got rolled up on. He got hurt. He was limping. If he's not a hundred percent, uh oh, uh oh, for Golden State. Uh, that depth of the Celtics is really carrying them right now. So uh, props to them. That's that's kind of a fun team to root for. Yeah, because when you look at, I mean, Steph Curry, now he's putting up the numbers. 31 points, he's putting up the numbers. But the problem is Jason Tatum's giving you points. Marcus Smart, Smart or yeah, Marcus Smart is giving you points over 20. And Brown is giving you points over 20. So when you got three guys give you over 20, uh, the MVP conversation goes to look at, well, what are the intangibles? Like Smart is a great defender. He 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 really like he matched the pettiness of Draymond Green. Like he's willing to be in the middle of these fights. He's willing to get into it with them. Uh, he's willing to do that 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 dirty work to keep Tatum and 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 Brown safe from the demon and, and beast that is Draymond Green. So you know, because Smart has had his way back in the day of doing stuff, and now he's kind of calmed it down where he's not getting in as much trouble uh, for the overacting and the embellishment and all the crazy stuff he does. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, it can it that that MVP now it's in the green room. It's on that green side. Uh, but it's it's three guys that can get it. Like it's three guys fighting for that right now with Smart Brown and uh, Tatum. Tatum, if he can pull off a couple more twenty-seven point games, it goes to Tatum. Tatum becomes your MVP now. If, if Brown is the guy, up, upper twenties, and he's a two-way guy with the defense, might be Brown. If Smart's giving you five to six games over twenty, he's the true. You know, he's the Andre Iguodala. Like he would rob Jason mm-hmm. Tatum the way Iguodala robbed Steph Curry. Because yeah. he's going to give you defense, and they're going to say, "Man, look at what he did! Look at look at how he slowed down Clay Thompson on this play! Look how he slowed down Steph Curry!" Because they're going to look at like Steph Curry on defense. I think they were like ten for thirteen when Steph Curry was the main defender at one point in the game. So that's going to happen. They're going to like, "Oh man, when Marcus Smart's the main defender, they're one for seventeen. He's the MVP." But that's where it goes for that. Well, that'll do it for the Ron Johnson show today. I want to thank you guys for watching on YouTube. I want to thank those that have subscribed. Seriously. We truly, truly love the support. Continue to spread the word. Help us grow. Tell your friend. Tell your mom. Tell your brother. Hey, we got some great interviews, some great coaches. Go back and listen. We had Adam Thielen on. I mean, come on now. It's Adam Thielen. But we're going to grow as the season goes. We're going to have some fun. Things are going to get better. We're going to introduce some new stuff. Stick around for some of our roundtable stuff possibly coming in the near future. We're going to have some cool things going with with, with the Locked On Sports Minnesota Network as well as the Ron Johnson Show. But that'll do it for me, my producer Sam Ekstrom, and Kenny Burns, our guest. Thank you and have a great day.